presidential election is the most difficult that I can recall. The choice is between a world in which the dominant power is a free, democratic and benevolent United States. The alternative is a communist power which would be extremely hostile to our interests. The election is also important because every new trend, every strange new dogma, everything which seems to disrupt our society seems to come from the American elites, in particular the American universities. Donald Trump declared at Mount Rushmore recently the left-wing rioting and mayhem are the direct result of decades of left-wing indoctrination in our schools, and he was determined to end that. He's also determined to make a significant change in the Supreme Court of the United States. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States sets the fashion for the judges of the world. It's a very powerful court which, instead of interpreting the Constitution, likes to change the Constitution. And they did that most famously in a case called Roe v. Wade many decades ago when they invented a constitutional right to abortion. And what has proved, I think, the most attractive part for many of us in relation to Donald Trump was the fact that in 2016 he announced that he would only appoint real constitutionalists, judges who would interpret the Constitution as it was approved and not turn it into a living document, not turn it into something which they could use to legislate from the bench to do things that the people would never agree to in relation to electing a government. He's proceeding very strongly on the appointment of a new Supreme Court judge. That will change the composition of the court. That is likely to happen before the election. She is an admirable jurist, already a judge, and that will swing the balance of the court to true judges and not politicians wearing black robes pretending they are judges. In the recent debate, which I would like to mention for a few moments, the presidential debate, of course, the American media told us that Trump lost and Biden won. But as we know, the American mainstream media is but the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. They've given up the whole raison d'etre, the whole reason for being a free press. They've become the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. And they indulge in what Donald Trump has so rightly called fake news. But Trump said this. I thought it was the most telling statement during the debate. He said he had achieved more in 47 months than Joe Biden had achieved in 47 years in the Senate. Biden came in as a strong segregationist, certainly allied to segregationists and advancing a policy of racial segregation. All he really achieved in those 47 years was to go along with whoever was the dominant power in the Senate. He's now going along with the dominant power in the Democratic Party, which is the far left. And during those years when he was vice president, his 
single greatest achievement was to vastly enrich members of his own family through foreign communist oligarchs who obviously wanted to obtain favor from an American vice president. If Donald Trump had done anything like this, the press would be screaming. It's waved aside in relation to Biden, who is clearly not the sort of politician you should have as running the United States. And what came out in the debate, particularly when Biden advanced the lie that Trump had ever called uh, those who, those great soldiers who had died in the service of their country as losers and suckers. That was a complete lie. All of those present at the time in Europe, when it was alleged to have been said, all say it didn't take place, including John Bolton, who's turned out to be an enemy of the president, written a book against him. In his interest, it would be to be able to say that Trump had said that, but he also said he never heard Trump saying that. It's a complete lie, a complete abdication of uh, being a free and responsible press. But when Biden repeated that, he only drew attention to the fact that during the years of the Obama-Biden administration, their policy was to manage the decline of the United States, the rise of China, and the running down of the American military forces, and if not the abandonment, certainly leaving aside and not looking after American veterans. Now, Trump has changed everything. He's making America very powerful again. It's clearly a very powerful country. He, in many ways, restored the economy, which, of course, was knocked about by the lockdown in various states, introduced as a result of the virus, the Chinese communists allowed to leave and escape from China without informing the world while they were closing down Wuhan province. And it's very clear that it is in the interests of the whole Western alliance that Biden not succeed to the presidency because he's far left, he has a far left agenda, and it will lead to the running down of the American economy and American military power. What was extraordinary during the course of the debate was that the moderator, Chris Wallace, decided to enter the debate, and he clearly entered it. He's a registered Democrat. He entered it on the side of Biden, and he used it in particular to push a question about Trump refusing in the past to condemn white supremacists. This is an absolute lie. It's well established that at Charlottesville, where Trump said there were good people on both sides, he then added, but I reject completely the white supremacists and the Ku Klux Klan. I condemn them unconditionally. And he constantly condemned them. But during the debate, Chris Wallace said, he put a question, will you, Mr. President, tonight 
unconditionally condemn white supremacists who've contributed so much to the disorder, the looting and so on in the cities. Well, firstly, that was a complete untruth because most of the looting, the rioting, the burning down, the assaulting and even the killing has been committed by two far-left groups, the BLM, not an organization associated with liberating or giving justice to Afro-Americans, a far-left organization under the control of Marxist-Leninists who want to overthrow the democratic free enterprise United States and convert it into something like the old Soviet Union and Antifa, which has similar aims. They act as allies of the Democrats. They seem to be the military arm of the Democrat Party because they operate freely, without any control, in the Democrat-governed cities and Democrat-governed states. And you can see what's going to happen to America if Biden takes over. Now, the, the question was, will you tonight, Mr. President, condemn them? And of all people, the moderator knew that Trump had previously, on more than one occasion, condemned such supremacy. Trump tried to answer the question. During the question, he kept saying, yes, yes, yes. And the and Wallace became more shrill, insisting that he condemn, and Biden joined in. Now, the moderator, the so-called moderator, Chris Wallace, who has a program on uh, Fox Television, which shows how how open Fox is to diversity. It has, has a left-wing person running a program on its channel, unlike, say, the ABC. The ABC doesn't seem to have any conservative people running any programs on their channels. But uh, Wallace kept on repeating this. Four years before, Wallace had been asked by the Republicans to be a moderator during one of the primaries. Primaries are where the political parties in America pre-select their candidates, much more democratic than anything in Australia. You vote in most states if you're just a registered supporter. You don't even have to be a member of the Republican Party. And it's, it makes sure that there's a much more popular choice of candidates than anything any of the Australian parties allow because they're basically controlled by power breakers and other people in charge of the parties. They don't like the ordinary rank and file and certainly not the supporters choosing candidates. But at the primary in 2016 at Detroit, Wallace, who was carrying on with this question in the debate, actually asked effectively the same question of Trump in 2016 and got the same spirited answer. The moderator knew exactly what Trump's position was. As soon as the debate was over, all of the mainstream press, all the mainstream media kept demanding at the press conference at the White House from the press secretary that Biden, that uh, Trump now condemn white supremacy. He has always condemned it. It's very hard to know why the American mainstream media is engaging in this rot, this fraud, because they know that Trump is opposed to white supremacy 
has always condemned it, keeps on condemning it, and they keep on coming back to try and suggest that he really is a white supremacist. Now, Rush Limburgh, who has a, a talkback program, it's not really talkback, it's mainly his views with some calls, talkback program on American radio, probably the oldest of this sort of thing in the world, the most popular, and he's, it's believed he has an audience of many millions perhaps around 60 million across the United States. It's a very popular program. He's come up with a plausible conclusion. He thinks it may be because the Democrats have in-house polling. That's polling they don't show to other people. That's real polling, not the sort of polling that they encourage some of the pollsters to make, which try to shape opinion rather than measure opinion. It seems according to Limbaugh, that there may well be polling with the Democrats. And he doesn't know that there is, but he thinks this is probably the reason, which is showing that, uh, that black voters are leaking to Trump. There are an increasing number of black voters who are going for Trump rather than for Biden, even though Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black, which is ridiculous, particularly when Biden used to be a segregationist when he first came to the Senate more than 40 years ago. Well, that may well be the case. A leakage of black votes, to uh, which is not being reported, a leakage of black votes to Trump, because there's certainly been a leakage of Hispanic votes to Trump. Immediately after the debate, there was a snap poll of Hispanic voters, and they voted more than 60% to the effect that uh, Trump was the winner. Now, these debates are not very good. And the big problem is the moderator has too much authority. They should strip the moderator of questions. Each side, Biden and then Trump, should ask the other person a question. There should be strict time limits, short questions, a, a minute, then an answer of four or five minutes, and that way you'd get much more out of it. There should be no restrictions on the questions, no restrictions on the way they answer. But you'd get a situation where you don't find, as we used to find in Australia, that uh, one candidate, and I remember this with John Howard, the, the candidate, John Howard, had to debate not only, not only the Labour man, he also had to debate the moderator who came from the ABC. And that's ridiculous. And that's what's happening with some of these debates in the United States. In 2016, there was one moderator who, having developed her questions, then gave her questions to Mrs. Clinton. The best thing to do is to strip the moderator of any role in asking questions, just to allow each side to ask a question of the other, give them complete freedom to ask the sort of questions they want and to give the answers they want. That way we would learn much more about what they're doing. It is crucial, it is crucial that Trump wins. And I saw a Gallup poll recently. It wasn't just the poll where people asked how they're going to vote. It's a poll where people are asked a very interesting question. And they began doing this in 1994. The question is, trying to be as objective as you can, who do you think 
will win the election. Who do you think will win the election? Not who are you going to vote for, who do you think will win the election? And the very interesting thing is that since 1994, these are done by Gallup, since 1994, they've always been correct. They've always predicted the right person. And this time, they're predicting by 56% that who will win, do you think? Trump will win. That's what they're saying, Trump will win. This seems to be a phenomenon that pollsters are finding. Pollsters, even if they are honest, and they're not always honest, there's a Republican poll in Australia, not not about a real republic, it's a fake republic. Australian republicans are mainly fake republicans. It's a fake republic that they want, and they've added words to the question in the last few years. And they've, uh, they've adopted one side of the debate. Instead of just asking, are you in favour of an Australian Republic? They've changed it to, are you in favour of an Australian Republic with an Australian as head of state? Now they know that constitutional monarchists, sensible constitutional monarchists, those who know anything about the issue, as any leading politician does, that as an office, an office, a diplomatic office under international law, the Governor-General is the Australian head of state. In other words, we've already got an Australian head of state. So the question they put in, are you in favour of Australia becoming a republic with an Australian as head of state? That has increased the yes vote in all of their polls, most of their polls, by eight points. Big difference between winning or losing. It's very easy to manipulate, to manipulate a poll by just changing the question. A lot of these polls are manipulated. They're either doing it with a question or better still, they're over measuring areas where they suspect there'll be stronger Biden support. And even the honest polls in America have a problem, and that is the shy Trump supporter. Trump supporters obviously are reluctant to say that they're going to vote for Donald Trump. They've seen what happens if you announce you're a Trump supporter. You can be sacked from your job. You can lose contracts. You can be assaulted. You can even lose your life. So they know, don't tell a stranger on the telephone, particularly in these days where the telephone number can be easily traced to the person who owns it, even if it, even even if directories don't do that, computers certainly do. They're not going to tell outsiders. So I suspect that the polls, or many of the polls, again, are going to be wrong. And they're going to be happy to be wrong because the media are not going to embarrass them with their being wrong. So on that, let me stress again how important it is that Donald Trump have four more years. Thank you. Thank you.